0: And welcome, smiling and lovely audience. On today's podcast, we'll talk about some weird and wonderful and interesting festivals that happen around the world in simpler English. Festivals. A festival is when hundreds of people get together and they have a good time. They listen to live music or DJs say, dance, chat laugh and often dress up in different costumes, etc. I went to Holly Festival last week. Holly Festival is a festival from India. In Holly Festival, people celebrate by throwing coloured paint at each other. Paints of all different colours. Red, blue, yellow, etc. So in the end, everyone, like everyone is covered head to toe in various paints although sometimes you see people like me i'm new in town so like i wasn't covered in many paints at the beginning just because i've got no friends yet <laughs> in da Nang. but then some people came and they threw paint on me but yeah the music's very loud all kinds of uh, indian spiritual and bollywood music people love it they go wild and a bit crazy all day throwing paint at each other but also there's a spiritual and a religious side of holly festival which we'll chat about later today we're joined by our dear friend may do you guys remember me
1: hello everybody <laughs> i'm happy to be back on the channel with tris um thank you for having me
0: yes And what is the other festival we'll look at today, May?
1: Oh, um, its name is... Oh, no,
0: shit.
1: (laughs) One, (laughs) though. So, we're going to talk about the running of the bulls in Pamplona. The running of
0: the bulls. Okay, it's a very famous festival around the world uh, where thousands of people run through the streets of Spain with fully grown, angry, adult, male, bulls. Bulls. A bull is a male cow. How exciting. So May joined us a few weeks ago in a YouTube video podcast on the Simple English Listening channel, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, And what did we chat about again?
1: I have no idea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was.
1: No, it was just some tips and, uh, when it comes to learning English.
0: That's know? right. Yeah. Because May is like uh, an amazing English learner. She has basically like a native level of English.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's very flattering. Yeah, <laughs>
0: but it, so, yeah, but you gave us some tips of how you learned English to such a yeah. great level. And uh, thousands of people thought that was very interesting. So, thank you for that.
1: Yeah, thank you for watching.
0: <laughs> and May, so an important question today. How are you doing today, my man?
1: What? My man? Yeah. I don't like this question.
0: What's <laughs> <laughs> well, it's probably better than me. Uh, you guys might hear my voice. Yeah, my voice is not the best today. Uh, a, a doctor on Friday put a camera, a camera down my throat. And it was all red and swollen. It was last Friday. Oh, I
1: feel sorry for you, Tris.
0: But then my friend visited from Hanoi and we went to a beach festival. And I... You fucked sh- it up again? Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> shouted and I was singing. And on Monday... Tuesday's I completely silent. I couldn't say anything.
1: Yeah, so, I saw you. Yeah, I saw the silent
0: you. Yeah. So after this podcast, and I
1: was quite shocked, actually.
0: Yeah, because I'm never silent. <laughs> I don't like to speak. People say.
1: Yeah, um, I love to hear him talking anyway. Um, mm-hmm. And that day when he came, we had um, some cop, no, some tea. He came completely silent, and I was shocked. Yeah. <laughs> I thought there must be something. Absolutely wrong here, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, ah, so Holi Festival, the first one. So I went there in Da Nang here in Vietnam. So it's an Indian festival. I hear you say, but aha, Indian, but why in Da Nang? Well, actually, Holly Festival is actually celebrated like everywhere nowadays. They especially love it in Europe. In Europe nowadays, in, in Amsterdam, in the Ukraine, especially uh, they love Holly Festival, uh, especially all around Western and Eastern Europe. People seem to really love, yeah, throwing paints at each other. It's especially become more popular in the last 15 to 20 years, I've noticed. It was originally Indian, but now it's becoming more worldwide. It celebrates love and peace, which are things that all human beings everywhere can celebrate, Right?
1: So is that why it's very popular? Because it's celebrate it's a celebration of love and peace.
0: Yeah, probably these are like kind of human ideals that everyone can aspire to, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I think just like everyone just loves throwing paints at each other, just like Halloween, like has become worldwide because everyone just likes to dress in scary costumes. Yeah, it's just fun, right? Yeah. So I celebrated Holly Festival in Korea, in Busan, the first time. Busan is the second largest city in Korea. That was my first one. Of course, they they drink lots of of alcohol.
1: How is it?
0: (laughs) They drink so much. It's a very alcoholic country. And if you're from Korea, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, (laughs) I lived there for a year. Uh, So yeah, the paint fight, the paint fight started about 2 p.m. And by 4 p.m., Some of the Indians were, like, already asleep on the floor. Yeah, I guess that's when Korean and Indian cultures mix. Like all holly festivals I've been to since, uh, there's there's often Bollywood and uh, Indian dancing at them, where the Indian organizers, they teach us the best moves, the best dance moves. So we're all dancing like in a Bollywood movie. I also went to a holly festival in India, in Goa and in Hanoi as well.
1: Interesting. So um, do you see like some difference in those festivals? Obviously in different countries they celebrate in different ways.
0: That's right. Yeah. So the ones outside of India, like the, I just love how much the Indian immigrants just love it. You know, they really love that. Everyone is celebrating their culture. It's their big day you know it's like their like christmas or something and they just they yeah they just cover themselves in paint i saw this one guy this type last time he was just rolling around on the floor and swimming on the floor and his friends were just throwing paint at him it's just a it's their big day and uh, it's it's a chance for them to celebrate their culture yeah.
1: tell me more about the myth of the festival like uh, how did it what is the origin ah yes of, of the festival
0: so it's based in uh, hinduism uh, hinduism is of course the uh, the main religion of india of course there's many many different religions in india but hinduism was one of the official ones in india and Holly celebrates the eternal eternal which means the everlasting and forever the eternal divine love between Krishna and Radha which are two of the major Hindu gods so Krishna is of course a very famous god one of the most famous Indian gods he often has a blue skin blue skin in paintings and statues and he's actually the 8th avatar the 8th version the 8th incarnation of Vishnu
1: oh Vishnu. I've never heard of him, but um, can you can you please tell me more about him?
0: Yeah. So Vishnu. So Vishnu is one of the three most important gods in Hinduism. You have Vishnu, Brahma, and Shiva. Vishnu. So it's like the the h- holy Trinity you have in Christianity, but the Trinity of Hinduism. Vishnu, Brahma and Shiva. Vishnu is of everything and in everything. He's part of everything. Kind of like everything is Vishnu and Vishnu is everything. The (laughs) sustainer and uh, protector of life. That sounds interesting. Yeah. He has a thousand names. What? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. And some people just repeat all 1,000 names again and again and again as a kind of mantra meditation.
1: Whew, that must be a long meditation then. Yes, yeah,
0: so they kind of flick through these beads in their hands and they're like, Vishnu, Krishna, Vaikuntha, Vasudeva. And they just repeat the thousand like names of Vishnu. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so... and and this helps their mind achieve like a peaceful state it's a kind of meditation called a mantra meditation and what that is is when you just repeat a phrase again and again and again and again until your mind goes into a a peaceful silence
1: they must have some written form of of the names yeah otherwise they will have like probably memory of an elephant you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you must have short yeah for a thousand names you you must have an amazing amazing memory but in mantra meditation i was speaking to a a monk in uh, korea a polish from poland monk in korea and he says anything can be a mantra meditation he says you can even just say (laughs) coca-cola You know, Coca-Cola, 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 (laughs) Coca-Cola. And you say that again and again, and that can be also a mantra meditation. Oh, Yeah, it's quite...
1: Sounds sounds lovely for (laughs) Coca-Cola fans.
0: It's a good advertisement, I guess. Yeah. So, as you said, in Hinduism, the three most important gods are Vishnu, Brahma, and Shiva. So we already talked about Vishnu. Yeah, sorry, we've gone off topic a little bit. But now we're just talking about Hinduism 101. It's interesting to learn about different cultures, different beliefs around the world, you know. Mm -hmm. So Brahma, the other one. Brahma is the creator of the universe. Shiva is the destroyer. And as we said, Vishnu is a kind of life force and the energy preserver and protector of life. When I was traveling in India, I heard an interesting story. Someone told me that every time Vishnu breathes out, the universe is created. And, well, thousands of universes are created and that small Brahmas appear in each one. And when he breathes in, the universe is created kind of gets sucked in and is destroyed again. What? (laughs) Yeah, I know.
1: That that sounds insane.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So there's a whole cycle, a whole universe. Yes, the universe appears in a breath and then is destroyed when he breathes in a breath.
1: Okay. um...
0: And uh, so (laughs) I guess that means every breath is like billions or trillions of years long. And uh, you know the Buddha?
1: Yes, of course. I'm, uh, I'm from Vietnam and Buddhism is very popular here.
0: Yeah, so the, yeah, exactly. Lord Buddha, the founder of Buddhism. Well, according to this man I met in India, he said that Lord Buddha lived through four of Vishnu's giant breaths. Before, oh. he, yeah. So he breathed out, <laughs> universe created in universe destroyed uh so the buddha lived thousands and millions of years across four different breaths to uh to learn all the lessons he needed to to become enlightened the state of nirvana to become one with god which in buddhism is like the ultimate spiritual state the idea is you have to live through Many different life forms, animals, plants, to get all the experiences and Mm. lessons you need in order to uh,
1: become enlightened.
0: Become enlightened in the state of nirvana. Yeah.
1: Um, That's very interesting. But um, I thought that when they transform into another state, like they forget their memory, you know? Ah, yeah. So
0: I think it all lives within them still, in their karma. Yeah. As long as they live different lives, they are in samsara. And samsara is just the cycle of different lives where you learn your lessons. And nirvana is when you come out of samsara. And when you come out of samsara, that is the, uh, the spiritual enlightenment where you reach nirvana. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And interesting, in my research for this episode... Because uh, yeah, you know, did a bit of research to, to so you guys can also learn a bit. You know, I found Krishna is the eighth avatar of Vishnu, and the ninth avatar, the ninth incarnation, is actually Lord Buddha, the founder of Buddhism. Wow. Yeah. So Buddhism and Hinduism are deeply connected. You see, deeply connected, and they both share the same version, the same idea. Of spiritual enlightenment. Yeah, I traveled India for a while and I, yeah, I, I kind of spoke to lots of people and studied meditation and yoga, and it's very interesting. Lots of people do it for more kind of psychological, scientific reasons. And many people there, yeah, they're, they're quite involved in the, the kind of religious side of it too. So both. Buddhism and Hinduism, they share the same idea of spiritual enlightenment. They both believe that spiritual enlightenment is to be free of the ego, to be free of the thinking mind, free of the thinking mind, to not identify with their thoughts. So for them, your thoughts are just another sense, a sense like listening, seeing breathing thinking the thinking sense the sense of knowledge is the thinking sense this is like a sixth sense Mm. thinking but they believe that your thinking mind is not you like this the self it's not you the thinking mind the thinking mind is just a tool a tool that reflects the things around you helps you survive in different situations and it behaves in certain ways because of your genes your upbringing uh the influences in your life etc but your thinking mind is not you yeah not the the self
1: and it's just a sense
0: yeah it's just like another sense yeah. just like a, you listen to a sound it comes in and out of your like awareness you taste something and it's, it's a definitely sense that comes in and out. not you it's not you, exactly. Yeah.
1: It's just um, transferring into through you.
0: Exactly. It's just something that goes through yeah. you. So the things you see kind of goes through you. What you hear goes through you. And That's what you very think
1: deep perspective. I love that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they believe that you, you, the self, is the space. The space, they call it the awareness, the space that all senses thoughts feelings sights tastes appear and disappear in mm-hmm. which is the opposite the opposite of what uh, many western religions believe actually well as i grew up like like so i grew up in a christian family i was taught to believe that you are the ego you are the thinking mind you are the man in your head These are completely opposite, opposite ideas of the Buddhist and Hindu way of thinking, but the nature of the self. This is very interesting, you know, because so many of our actions come from, are based in who we believe to be us, you know? Yeah. The self. So, as I get older, I'm starting to think that it's not people's fault, you know, if they're good or evil. I mean... Yeah, I, I think it's not people's fault. Uh, people can't control who their parents are, Yeah, where they grew up. Uh, they can't control what their genes are. They can't control, therefore, how the chemicals and the neurons work in their brain. Yeah, They can't control the people they meet throughout their lives that influence them to become the people they are today. People can't control these things. I feel like this way of thinking helps me be more understanding and kind towards people because I realise that there's always a reason for their actions, you see. They are ultimately maybe not 100% in control of their actions and the thoughts, the thoughts behind the actions. When I was in India, I met this headmaster, a principal who was volunteering from the UK. And he said, all kids are good. Uh, you show me a bad kid and then show me their parents. That's what he said, you know. It was quite a powerful thing of him to say, actually. You can't even control the next thought that comes into your head. Can, can you, mate? Can you choose the next thought that comes into your head?
1: I guess not. I guess I can... Um, I cannot choose the next thought that comes uh, to my head, but I can choose either to hold on to it or let it go.
0: but you can't but that is again just a thought.
1: yeah know? it's 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 very different for me, right? yeah
0: so you I can't cannot, choose yeah. what comes into your head yeah so how how can we possibly choose to be good or evil if we can't even choose what we think?
1: I guess we just um, let go of the thought.
0: But then that, again, is just a thought. You know? yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: the thought is not ourselves, right? The thoughts are not ourselves. Mm. Um, so y- you don't have to buy into
0: your thoughts. But then the choice of choosing to buy in to the thought or not is, again, just a thought which appears in your mind which you are not in control of it appearing or not. Ooh. Well... So the thought of, I can let go of this thought, is a thought still, but you haven't chosen that thought to be there. I guess I... It just appears in your mind.
1: I don't know. This is very <laughs> deep subject.
0: Extremely deep.
1: It's very deep subject, but um, I guess I cannot... control. I mean, I cannot control the next thoughts that come to me. But I can, I can choose to hold on to a thought or not. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I can just let it go. I just forget about it. And don't let the thoughts define me as a person. That's how I. I guess that's how I deal with thoughts.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Well, it's it's good to uh, discuss these things. It's how we all move towards our personal truth. You know, what about I mean, you? we shouldn't just believe everything our parents tell us. in My opinion. We should, oh, uh, we
1: should not. We should not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's good to we we have to question things. I
1: don't be. I I don't want to be um, evil, but I mean. Our parents obviously don't know everything. Our parents, but
0: they think they do, (laughs) because of what they were told when they were young. It's just like there's one way you have to think, and they haven't questioned it that way themselves. Mm. Their grandparents didn't question it. Mm. Their great grandparents didn't question it, and now they expect us to also not question it. Mm
1: yeah I, I guess it's not just about our parents, but it's also about the people we see uh, we meet in our daily life. We can choose to question um how uh, what they influence us or you know what they tell us mm. um, yeah, that's my idea. You don't have to buy into anybody's um, opinion and you can question. Believed and op- opinion anytime and you know as um, children mm. we were very curious and um we questioned everything right i remember yeah. that when when my brother was like five he was like asking every question possible yeah and and he drove parents my parents um our dance in my family crazy because yeah. because he just questioned everything and they could not answer
0: it <laughs> yeah and it's like when you're a child you're naturally curious yeah and you question things and then as you grow older
1: you are conditioned to you
0: get conditioned yeah exactly, exactly. and
1: uh you you get conditioned to certain belief system which is not actually like Good.
0: And yeah and if you question too much
1: you will be judged you will be punished
0: or you become I like swear. a pest like you become you know people m- might laugh at you yeah okay? exactly like, why,
1: that's, why are that's you questioning the ex- that yeah that's the the sorry that's the reaction that my brother my little yeah. brother got for my parents yeah. and and adults in my family uh, he he was Kind of punished somehow. Yeah. Because he questioned too
0: much. (laughs) If I remember at school, there'd be like the uh, one kid at the front of the class. And he would always have his hand up, you Uh know. His name was Kieran. And the teacher would say something and straight away his hand would go up. He'd be like, sir, sir. And he'd question (laughs) and everyone in the class would be like, shut up, Kieran. You know, because he was like a pest. But I'm sure that guy is probably a genius now. You know, he's probably some kind of... scientist or something
1: yeah can be uh
0: okay so we went a bit off topic but but that was uh, interesting nevertheless so now let's talk about the second festival Uh, the running of the bulls in pamplona in spain now i see you've done some research for this one
1: Yes, uh, so bull running is actually something that has happened in many towns around Europe and even Mexico, but the most famous one is in this one town in Spain called Pamplona.
0: Pamplona. Yeah, Yeah, so remember a bull, a bull like a male cow, yeah, so with the big horns. So what happens with these bulls?
1: Usually, they close off some of the streets in Pamplona and six bulls race down the streets, and to the bullring. While the bulls are racing down uh, on the way to the bullring, many people run with them. These are six adult bulls with sharp horns that are very dangerous.
0: Yeah, so it's six adult bulls. Yeah. And the, the horns, like meaning the... The things at the front of their head that are very sharp.
1: Very dangerous. Yeah.
0: They have no cork on them. So Uh, are there any casualties or deaths? Oh, sure. (laughs)
1: I mean, I don't want to laugh. I I don't want to laugh on death, but this is their choice, right? Yeah, yeah. Since 1905, 15 people have died, mostly from being caught... Gort is when a horn goes through their skin.
0: Well, so they get so they get stabbed by the bull's yeah. horn. My God. Yeah, and about fifteen people.
1: Yeah, fifteen people died um, ah. since nineteen oh five. It's not mm. a big number, but I mean, people died, right? Um, and about fifty or one hundred people are injured every year in various other ways.
0: So I wonder you see clips you see videos of it on youtube ah uh, yeah guys uh, go on youtube and type in running of the bulls if you want a a better idea what are the origins of the running of the bulls like how did it start
1: it started as a way to get the bulls from outside the town and into the bull ring the bull herders would shout at the bulls and use fear and excitement to get them to run faster through the town and into the ring all six of the bulls are killed later in the day in a bull find. in the bull ring which is a spanish tradition what started happening is many youth youth young people
0: yeah young people would
1: run with the bulls to show how manly they are
0: i see and uh I've been to Spain and I can definitely imagine Spanish young boys trying to show how manly and brave they are, probably to impress the girls, probably.
1: (laughs) Well probably, Uh, and I guess it just involved from there. At the end of the run, everyone, the people and the bulls, all run into a stadium and the bullfight begins.
0: Yeah, so in the UK and around the world, many people fly. They fly to Pamplona to take part in the running of the bulls. So they join it, to join them. Uh, One of these people was my sister's husband. (laughs) Yeah, my brother-in-law. So he likes to adventure, you know. Actually, when him and my sister first got together, they quit their jobs for six months (laughs) and just traveled the world. Like, my mother was... That's
1: exciting.
0: my mother was not happy. She was like, (laughs) you have to focus on getting a mortgage and a house. Uh Uh-huh. You know, and and this guy comes, and they both quit their, like, really good jobs, you know, and they just travel around. I thought it was great. But anyway, so he, uh, he went to Pamplona, to the running of the bulls, because a bit of an action man. He survived okay, but he says that as a foreigner, like, what? He saw another foreigner... He saw another foreigner touch the tail, the tail of one of the bulls, and the locals got really offended, and some Pamplona locals just jumped on this foreigner and just beat him up, like, kicking and punching him. And it sounds a bit like, you know, it's like, calm down, like, taking a bit too seriously. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, but anyway, he says overall it's an amazing and very thrilling experience because obviously the bulls like run faster than some people, and sometimes you have to jump over the fences and over gates on the side so it's not get gored, like stabbed by the bull's horn.
1: Mm-hmm. So the running of the bulls happens every day starting at 8 a.m. for one week during the San Fermin Festival in July. The rules are you must be over 18, can be male or female, and cannot be drunk or under the influence of alcohol. And you must run in the same direction as the bulls. Yeah. Cool. So you can join anytime. <laughs>
0: yeah. So that's a nice summary. Uh, thank you there, May. Uh, any other interesting facts? Oh,
1: the run is 800 75 meters and the average speed of the run is 24 kilometers per hour that's Twen-
0: yeah. insane that is pretty fast yeah well i guess you have bulls running <laughs> pretty much as fast as they can yeah you know, and then people just trying to run in front of them desperately trying to survive well it sounds quite high energy okay you guys so for the next few weeks the podcast will be audio only available on Spotify, Apple, and all other streaming services because I have lots of different projects on right now. I don't have time to edit the video, so it takes a long time. Uh, well, it was a fun episode. Uh, thank you, May. Thank
1: you for having me. It's always fun uh, talking and chatting with you yeah. and with your audience.
0: I'm sure they'll uh, really appreciate you coming in here uh, to help me out. Uh, give them another voice, a bit of variety in what they hear.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We talked about festivals and also about the nature of the self. Mm. Yeah,
1: I hope people enjoy it, you know.
0: The nature of the self, you know. It's something people have been questioning for as long
1: you know as what, people uh, have
0: been thinking, basically. You know what, Tris? I think humanity.
1: I think you can actually make... A solid um episode on that subject <laughs>
0: now i think that's a good idea yeah and we'll, we'll look at many different philosophies around the world mm-hmm. and what they think is the nature of the self like what makes a person them uh, oh yeah watch last week's youtube video podcast it's all about bitcoin it's on youtube oh
1: i love that one i love that one yeah. thank you tris you are always generous to to share with people good information
0: yeah I think that was actually one of my my best work so far
1: Mm. Uh, I do think so yeah
0: yeah so if you want to learn about Bitcoin and blockchain technology a new revolution that's happening around the world listen to the last episode on our channel Simple English Listening and don't forget to listen to this podcast again and again and again the more times you listen the more information you take in the more language you absorb. Listen to it so many times until you just want to punch me in the face. (laughs) And may in the face because you get so annoyed at our voices because you've heard them like hundreds of times, you know, before. Uh, Feel free to comment on the Facebook page, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And comment. Tell us, tell us what festivals are in your country that are interesting we may talk
1: about it later
0: yeah (laughs) and feel free to comment on if you have any ideas on the nature of the self but maybe that's too deep and weird for you to talk about idea of next podcast just tell
1: Tris he's gonna deliver (laughs) yes
0: and tell me some ideas okay lots of love friends and see you next time
1: bye bye have fun